What is a saint? Frederick Beekner says that every once in a while, God throws us a handkerchief when we need it the most. And those handkerchiefs, Beekner says, are called saints. In other words, saints are those people whom God gives us before the second sneeze. Saints like us have themselves been caught without a box of Kleenex. They are not extraordinary people, but ordinary people in whom God is revealed, through whom God is present. No halos, no stained glass, except maybe as a metaphor. Saints are those people whom the light shines through. The Apostle Paul calls all those who belong to God saints, hagios, holy ones. That includes you and me, not because of anything we have done to earn it or to deserve it, not because of us, but in spite of us. God sees in us not what we are, but what we were created to be. And God believes in us more than we believe in God. God recklessly places us in the lives of people at the greatest place of need and says, I'm with you. Don't be afraid. The Bible is full of stories of unlikely saints. We heard about one of them in our reading from 1 Kings. Elijah was, from all descriptions, a crusty, morose, sometimes angry man who called down fire from heaven, struggled with depression, and hid in a cave where God came looking for him revealed not in wind and in an earthquake, but in a still, small voice. And in the end, Elijah disappears in a chariot of fire, a dramatic exit. Most of us will not leave this life in a chariot of fire. And then there was Moses. He stuttered. Miriam, she sang and danced. Ruth was faithful against the odds. And there was Job, who cried out in desolation and grabbed God by the throat and demanded answers to these questions. Why? And where are you? Jonah ran the other way. Ordinary people. And there, then there were uh, Jesus' disciples, more often than not, they didn't get it. They were clueless. In our text from Luke, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and he sends them ahead into a Samaritan village, and the villagers close their doors to them and reject them. St. James and St. John ask Jesus if they can borrow a trick from Elijah 
and order fire to fall down from heaven to destroy the village. The word in the text is annihilate them. And Jesus rebukes them. Later, he asks these saints, are you able to drink from the same cup from which I will drink? Sainthood comes with a cross, not fire from heaven. God makes saints out of ordinary people. Paul reminds the Ephesians that saints are not made by what they do, but by what God has done by grace in them, through Christ. God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead because we were living in dead things, while we were still messed up and clueless, God made us alive in Christ. And he adds parenthetically, by grace you have been saved. And then again in verse 8, by grace you have been saved through faith, not through anything you have done, not because you deserve it, not because you have earned it, not because you can show everyone how holy you are. It is the reckless gift of God. You have been created by God and are being recreated in Christ to do good things, much to the surprise of you yourself and everyone else. God saw that we would be saints long before we did, long before we gave away our first handkerchief to someone who needed it desperately. The more recklessly we forget about ourselves, the more recklessly we lean into the grace of God, the more saintly we become, in spite of ourselves, not because of ourselves. As Paul reminds us, it is God's work in us, God's mercy and love and justice, hidden in ordinary people wearing ordinary clothes. Saints are given to us by God when we need them the most. Many years ago, in a worship and sacraments class at North Park Theological Seminary, Dr. John Weborg was talking to our class about the many ways we could celebrate All Saints Sunday. And I asked him, John, help me understand something. In the Roman Catholic tradition, people ask the saints to pray for them. Why is that? Christ is our mediator. Why would we ask the saints to pray for us? John looked at me over his glasses, and he asked me, if you were in grave danger, if you were mortally ill, if your own strength was failing you and you were losing hope, would you ask a friend to pray for you? Well, yes, I said. Do you believe in the communion of saints? 
Do you believe that those who have died in the Lord are now with the Lord? Yes, I said. And then he looked at me. Why then could you not ask one of them to pray for you? He had me. At this table, all the saints are present. In the breaking of the bread and the blessing of the cup, all time stops right here. Just for a moment. Christ is among us. The past and the present and the future all come together right here. Here with all the saints, we remember. Here we celebrate. Here we eagerly look to the day when death will be no more, when every tear is wiped away, and there will be no shortage of handkerchiefs. At this table, here, today, now, all time is the same time. It is God's time. What was, what is, and what will be. With all the saints at this table, we taste eternity. Then, now, then. All the saints, together in Christ, now. Thanks be to God. Amen. We invite you now.